Greetings and welcome to Digging Deeper with Kenneth Frank, where we uncover hidden gems of understanding in the Word of God. Did you know that during Nebuchadnezzar's siege of Jerusalem, God instructed Jeremiah to unknowingly direct a neighboring nomadic tribe to disobey an ancestor's command? Jeremiah would learn that they had been faithful to that command for about two and a half centuries. God contrasted the obedience of these non-Israelites to the disobedience of the Jews to his commands, which eventually led to this invasion and captivity. These nomads were Rechabites, a branch of the Kenites related to Moses' father-in-law. This Digging Deeper analyzes Jeremiah 35, illustrating lessons for Christians today. Before we delve into this chapter, we should consider earlier historical events as backstories. In about 841 B.C., King Jehu of Judah vigorously opposed Baalism in the days of wicked King Ahab of Israel because of his, quote, zeal for the Lord, 2 Kings 10, 15, and 16. One of his allies was a man named Jonadab, also called Jehonadab, who was from this Canaanite tribe. Smith's Bible Dictionary reports that Jonadab's ancestor was Rechab, whose house, quote, is identified with a section of the Kenites, a Midianitish tribe who came into Canaan with the Israelites and retained their nomadic habits. End of quote. Who were the Rechabites? The Rechabites were only distantly related to the 12 tribes of Israel. The International Standard Bible Encyclopedia explains, quote, a part of the Kenite tribe joined to the Israelites during the wilderness wanderings, Numbers 10, 29-32, Judges 1, 16, and 4, 17, becoming identified with the tribe of Judah. Rechab was the ancestor or founder of a family or order in Israel known as the Rechabites, who at various times were conspicuous in the religious life of the nation. End of quote. Wine drinking was excessive in the ancient Near East for Canaanite worship and its association with Baalism. During the reign of King Jehu of Judah, which was 841 to 814 BC, the Rechabites joined him in a vigorous assault on Baalism, 2 Kings 10, 15 to 23. Jonadab made a family rule that they would drink no wine like the Nazarites, Numbers 6, 1 to 21, and that they would not build houses, nor sow seed, nor plant vineyards, but dwell in tents as nomads, Jeremiah 35, 6 to 9. Fawcett's Bible Dictionary explains this requirement, quote, The ascetic rule against wine, houses, sowing, and planting was a safeguard against the corrupting license of the Phoenician cities and their idolatries, Amos 2, 7 and 8, and 6, 3 through 6, end of quote. The International Standard Bible Encyclopedia adds further, quote, they followed this simple life in order to guard against the enervating tendencies of sensualism and as a covenant of fidelity 
to Yahweh, to whom they would wholly devoted themselves when they joined themselves to Israel. End of quote. A faithful example. The Babylonian captivity of the house of Judah came in three waves, finalizing in 587 or 586 B.C., when the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the city of Jerusalem and the temple and carried away thousands of Jews as captives back to the Babylonian empire. Before Nebuchadnezzar's siege of the cities of Judah, these Rechabites fled to Jerusalem. Jeremiah was commanded by God to set before them pots full of wine with cups in the temple and then instruct them to drink, Jeremiah 35, 1-5. They refused, not out of disrespect for Jeremiah or the Almighty, but in obedience to their ancestors' bygone command. For about two and a half centuries, these people had obeyed their ancestor Rechab and would not dishonor him, even at the request of Jeremiah. God's word emphasizes that their faithfulness to Jonadab's decree contrasted to the utter faithlessness of the Jews to his commands. Jeremiah 35, 12-17 Because the Jews refused to heed his many prophets, who called them to repent through several centuries, God punished them with captivity, as had been prophesied. These Rechabites were more faithful to an ancestor's command than the Jews were to God's greater commandments. The description of these ancient people who were faithful to an ancestor's command from about two and a half centuries before, is included in Holy Scripture to instruct Christians. Notice what the Apostle Paul writes, quote, Now all these things happen to them for examples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. End of quote. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 11. Paul's point is that when we read the Old Testament, Christians are obligated to draw from it Lessons for Righteous Living Today. This story provides lessons by comparing the lesser to the greater. Joseph S. Excels, the biblical illustrator, contrasts the obedience of the Rechabites with Christians who disobey Christ with this admonition. Quote, Wherein it shames Christian disobedience. 1. These Rechabites are obedient to their father, Jonadab, a mere man who had been dead nearly 300 years, while Judah is open and flagrant disobedience to the Most High God. Two, Jonadab commanded but once, and he had instant and constant heed, generation upon generation, for centuries. But I, says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have spoken to you rising early and speaking, I have also sent to you. Number three, Obedience to Jonadab was at a cost, and it brought, at the best, only power to endure and the spirit of independence. It left the Rechabites poor and homeless. Obedience to God was also at a cost, but it gave his people assured possessions, peace of conscience, protection from their enemies, and all the exceeding riches of an eternal inheritance in God's kingdom of grace and glory. Yet the Rechabites obeyed Jonadab with a beautiful constancy, while Judah hearkened not to the voice of the Lord. End of quote. Old lessons made new. Again from the biblical illustrator, 
Here are some positive things we should learn. Quote, wherein it resembles Christian obedience. Number one, it was total. They did not consult their preferences or their affinities. They did not proceed upon any law of natural selection. They did not show punctilious fidelity with reference to one commandment and great laxity concerning another. This is one essential characteristic of Christian obedience. It is total. If we can make choice of commands as we feel like obeying and disregard the rest, what are we but masters instead of subjects, dictating terms instead of receiving orders? Two, it was constant. It kept an unbroken path. It bore the stress of storms and tests. And herein, it was marked by another essential characteristic of Christian obedience, a beautiful constancy. Enlistment in the Lord's army is for life, and there is no discharge in that war. End of quote. This little known aside in the book of Jeremiah teaches Christians that, by contrast to the price the Rechabites paid for their rigorous faithfulness to Jonadab's command, we have been mightily blessed by the God of the universe who gave his only begotten Son that we might live forever. Christian Rechabites who are committed to his commands, will make old lessons new again. This has been Digging Deeper with Kenneth Frank. To learn more about the Bible and living a godly life, go to Living Education at lcgeducation.org, sponsored by the Living Church of God.